Fly ball, left field, it's deep. And it is Hey guys, and welcome to Broad Street to Britain, a UK Phillies podcast episode number seven. And as ever, I am joined by Ryan Owen from www.roastricks.com. Ryan, I'm going to start asking you gently after last night. How are you, buddy? I'm having a great day, mate. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I'm putting a bit of a brave face on it, but um, you know what? It was fun. I'm, I'm happy that I went to the game and the atmosphere was great and Fair dues to Derby. They came up with it when it mattered, and congratulations. So, you know, we move on. That is, that's very humble. I like that, mate. Anyone who doesn't know, uh, Ryan supports Leeds United, and Leeds United were in the semi finals of the playoffs, second leg against Derby County. The winners go to the final, and then the winners of that will go to the Premier League. And uh, sadly for Ryan, Leeds lost out. Uh, I was rooting for you, mate. I'm, I'm from that way originally, so you, you had my full support, but. It was a crazy game, but uh, hey, next season, you've got a strong team there, mate. So, next season, buddy. Yeah, why not? Why not? I'm, I'm easy, mate. I'm easy. I, I prefer baseball anyway. Everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, do you believe me? Yeah. <laughs> I actually do prefer baseball. I'm not joking. <laughs> well, mate, tell you what, as, as Brighton season's tailed off towards from Christmas onwards, I was all, I was all ready for the new baseball season. Um, so, while we're on the theme of soccer and baseball... Um, Caps Off, which is a show exclusive to the UK. It's a, it's a new baseball program, which has been on BT Sport. It started back in March. Uh, it's to encourage us. We've got London series coming here in, in June, uh, the Yankees Red Sox series. This program is, is trying to engage the newer audience and the newer fans uh, to the sport. Um, I've, I, I like the program. I do. It's One criticism I have is... It's too short. It's 15 minutes. I wish it could be half an hour, but they do a really good job of, of rounding up a week's worth of baseball uh, to a UK audience. Um, but interestingly enough, this week, they dropped some soccer MLB comparisons with teams. They're trying to get people who haven't got a team yet to maybe whatever soccer team they support, then they can follow that MLB team. Now then, the Phillies came up, Ryan. The Phillies came up. And do you know who we were partnered with? Have you seen it? I do, mate. I try and keep up with all of this social media nonsense, don't you know? Now, they part, now, now if any you American fans listening who have maybe not got a soccer team yet over here and a Premier League team, then they, they've paired up the Phillies with Everton. <laughs> now, I sort of get it, but they based it on both having the, the most losing, the worst losing records in, in baseball and, and English football. Kind of annoying, because I would have picked... Who would you pick, Ryan, out of curiosity? To pair the Phillies with a, a, an English team? Well, actually, I, I mean, I'm a little bit late. I haven't really tried to do this myself, because it is difficult to do. With, they're very, very different, obviously. But uh, on a sort of strange level, I would actually pair them with Leeds, because the, my, my, where I'm coming from with that is it, incredibly passionate and large fan bases. And in general quite underachieving really compared to the size of the club um so it's not a it's not a sort of bad comparison really and, and i'm not talking about like 70s Leeds united with sort of trouble in the stands and you can't you can't come there's a bit of talk this week about millwall and stuff wasn't there which is just well that's ridic- what i was getting to yeah just ridiculous the other I mean. team we're compared to was millwall based on the fans now i went to millwall uh, this year away at the Den with Brighton in the FA Cup. And I'll tell you what, their, their fans haven't changed. Philly fans are nothing, nowhere near as hostile as Millwall fans. It was a horrible experience. And I'm so glad we won because it would have been a horrible day out. But I didn't encounter many nice fans there at all. And I, I encountered trouble at the train station on the way back home, uh, mild violence. It, man, I hope, I hope that comparison was tongue-in-cheek. I would have put us with Newcastle. Two northeast clubs, Philly and northeast in America, Newcastle northeast, very similar types of cities. The the sports team that Philly sports is is huge in Philadelphia to the people, as is Newcastle United to the people of Newcastle. Uh, two very hard working class cities, 
very similar fan base, two very passionate fan bases. And like Leeds, really, Newcastle Leeds, I think would have been a good comparison to uh, to Phillies. But no, we've got Everton, which isn't, which isn't too bad. Nothing bad to say about Everton, but Millwall. Nah, guys, come on. It's so, it's nah. so, it is, it's a sort of exercise in futility, if you don't mind me saying, because they, I don't want to get too serious. I know the guys are trying to have fun on caps off, and I totally get that. I, I do just want to say that um, Joel from Four Bases, which is a UK-based um, yeah, sort yes. of a Twitter website, and he does a little program before the season starts. He did do something basically exactly the same before the season started, and his version was was very fun as well. So I, I just want to give a shout-out to Joel there and tell people Absolutely. If, if they want to check out what he wrote on a similar basis, that it's all available. It's free as well, what he did, and incredibly good work that the guy did. Um, completely free to download, really, really worth having a look at, the whole e-magazine. So I just wanted to say that as well because... That's a, you know, yeah, that's a really good point. Is it at four... Is it Joel at four bases? I need, I'm going to look this up because... His um, Twitter handle is at Joel four bases. At, at Joel four at bases. Joel four bases. I'm going to say that he uh, he did a fantastic e-magazine for UK right. fans over here. A massive season preview. Um, but you can also donate to uh, a local charity which she's, um, if you like the magazine, you want to donate, donate, because um, it's a brilliant magazine and it's for his local hospice um, as well. So I'd really, really uh, check him out because the magazine was fantastic. It was as good as any publication. Um, I really enjoyed reading it, actually. And he was he's spot on as well. His knowledge is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, nice shout out to Joel at Four Bases. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, Ryan, shall we get into the week? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Now, this has been a real hit and miss week so far. We've either won big or we've lost big. And that seems to sum up the Philly season so far. We haven't been involved in that many tight games, have we? It's either we win big or we lose big. Um, We start with the Royals. Uh, Just a typical first game of a road trip. We lost again and we lost ugly again. And it seems to keep happening on these first games of... Uh, our road trip series. Jay Carriata in this one, five innings, seven hits, four earned runs, five strikeouts. Uh, he said himself in the interview, I need to be better. Um, yeah, he did. And he didn't improve last night much either. But are you starting to get worried about Jay Carriata, Ryan? I've been fairly concerned before the season started because it, it seems as though Jake's on... I hope he isn't listening. <laughs> Seems as though Jake's on a sort of statistical downward career trend, if if you don't mind me saying. Yeah. Um, he is he's getting older, and that's you know he's had some. I do want to caveat that by saying he's had some glorious seasons in his career, like really top end of the majors. So it's not like I'm criticising him big style. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned that he's just turning in average or even slightly below average starts now but what Jake will do is even when he's struggling he does seem to have that ability to just give you those five innings at the very least which there's something to be said to that there's something to be said for yeah he's, he's gone and battle and he does have battling qualities I think yeah but 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 then it's the same as Vince so and, and Vince was getting slated so is I don't I don't think with this Phillies team, that's going to be good. If more outings like that, that's not going to be good enough, is it, with this bullish approach that the Phillies have got this year, do you think? Uh, that is a very... Look at that journalistic pressing. I like that, Dave. I've I, shot myself. I, I really like I've that. You're myself. sort of pushing back at me, telling telling me not to be so positive. <laughs> OK, Dave, you're right. I think you're, you've got a point. You know, we, we want more. We expect more. He's here on a good salary, and they gave him that because of what he brings. I... Yeah, and he has been the first to criticise others, let's not forget. So, Jay, he has to come up with the goods. I hear what you're saying. Um, I feel like he'll be okay, but I don't think he's necessarily going to be better than okay because, as I've said, there were concerns there before the season. Absolutely. And this this game one had everything that we warned about in last week's podcast. Uh, Gordon Soler home runs. The, the sneaky, quiet bats came true for the Royals. Mondesi um, was, man, that man's got some speed. You were right. Some spell, I was right. <laughs> He's man, pretty quick, he he? <laughs> Although, I tell you what, JT did a great do- job of snagging some of those, uh, some of those base runners. 
Um, but we had sort of had him nailed in in game two and three. But yeah, everything that we proclaim could happen with the Royals in that game one <laughs> happened. Um, they're a little bit better than, as you rightly pointed out, great statistic, a little bit better than their record probably suggests. Um, and we got a bit fortunate that they didn't call up uh, Nicky Lopez until we left town, I yeah, don't believe right. so. And he looked pretty decent as well. So, yeah, we got out of there and did all right in the end, really. We, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then game two, 7-0, Zach Eflin, second complete game in three games, his first career shutout complete game. Nine innings, four just the four hits allowed, seven strikeouts. His ERA is now 2.47. And on the day when Vince went on the IL, Zach Eflin, what, what can you say, mate? What can you say? He's turning into the story. Um, he's, as I said, Phillies wanted him. They, they didn't go for Machado for half a year. They wanted Eflin and they saw something. Uh, I saw something in preseason. There's something there with this guy. The control is pretty good. He has strikeout ability beyond perhaps what it looked like he would have from his minor league career. And now he's showing. That's three games now where he's gone at least seven innings in a row. And two of those are complete games. I mean, that is remarkable in the major leagues. Remarkable. It really is. And I tell you who else deserves a fair shout. And that's Andrew Knapp, who's been behind the plate on all his outings. Now, he's called those games for him. And Andrew Knapp's got a bit of criticism of late. His offense isn't great. You um, said Andrew Naff, if I remember correctly. Oh, no. Dick Ryan, throw him under the bus. <laughs> Come on. Okay, so you're taking okay, that okay, one Okay, hands up, hands up. I was, okay, uh, yeah, I hands up. I've been critical of him this season. <laughs> but credit where credit's due. He has been behind Eflin for all these three outstanding starts. And he's calling the games really well. And it's doing his confidence good as well. So hopefully we'll see a bit of an upturn. Uh, from that. In fact, Eflin and Nap go again tonight, this evening. In fact, in yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> good. So, no, so there's some, when the rest of the lineup's strong as well, and we think we've got a good hitting lineup, it doesn't harm um, once every sort of five turns to give JT a rest, which he, mm. which he will need, um, and also put in a catcher that is definitely a lighter bat, but might, might have those abilities behind the plate, which can't be understated. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, the the Brewers phase game will be on while we're recording this, so stand by for some play-by-play if anything exciting happens or anything breaks. Um, Franco, Hoskins and Cesar Hernandez contribute with the IR, um, RBIs in what was a really good 7-0 win. Like I said, all or nothing the night before. Dreadful, 5-1 defeat. That second game, 7-0. And then, Ryan, you called it. Swerving Irving. He came up again. You called it Irving for the next one in your um, in your minor report. Came up seven innings, five hits, one earned run allowed, um, five strikeouts. You called it, mate. Brilliant. Impressive. Nice that he came up just after we spoke about the kid and that. Um, he did well. He did more than you could have asked for on a debut. Um, you know, I'll, I'll again keep the feet on the ground. The control's really good. He's going to give up too much contact. He, he, that is going to be a, a theme with him. So he's going to need but it, that defense. It was defense. weak contact, though, wasn't it? Like of course, you said, and that, it was exactly. the weak contact. And that's where he's going to have to live. If that, if he wants to carve out a permanent role in the, this major league rotation, he's going to have to live accepting the contact, but making sure that it's weak. And if he that's does that, it. he can do it. He can, yeah, of course. Just, just be warned that it could get loud every now and again. And he was helped by some great defense. Harper, I remember Harper, Franco, Segura and Herrera at least made some fantastic plays to, to help Irving out. I really loved the family's, his family's reactions to, um, to his, his outing. You know, the, the pride and the joy they, they all had. Was it his girlfriend who was in tears at one point? Like she was in tears? Yeah, I think that's right. Um, yeah, really lovely to see in a debut like that, especially for a kid like him that's not a sort of heralded prospect not a no one's got him on the top of the major league prospect lists and mm. you know he's just quietly going about his business and really earned his um opportunity with some really quite stellar minor league numbers to be honest yeah absolutely uh herrera um helped out with the rbis again he had a good series though, did with herrera who's just starting to warm up again um Early signs from Herrera back from injury. What's your take on Herrera so far since coming back from injury? 
I like Herrera. You know, he's got a decent on-base percentage, I believe, so far this season. And, you know, if he can stay patient at the plate and not swing wildly like he's been prone to at times, sort of, sort of almost like a... I don't know, something about his swing's a bit... It's a bit different, isn't it? He's a bit... It's a bit of a unique approach. The, um, but... the, the leg kick's not as big anymore. The big, no. exuberant leg kick he used to have seems to have tailed off a little bit. But... Uh, uh, I'm yeah, Odubel's warming up nicely, and he's a key man to have in that offense. Just one error in the series. Uh, the Phillies, after that series, that was their fourth series in five, the other one being a split with the Tigers. Um, so that's five series unbeaten. Hopefully, we can stay six series unbeaten tonight. 14 runs scored, only six runs al- uh, allowed. Um, but no homers in that Philly, uh, in that series from the Phillies. And the homers, uh, the big bats, are. Uh, have been pretty slow so far, haven't they? I know it's, we're still winning in other ways, but it just shows that there's still more to come when these bats do get loud. A really interesting week in general because what happened is Hoskins was pretty cold this week. Um, mm. Bright, Bryce was pretty cold this week. I know he hasn't had a sort of really hot start anyway. So some of the, the bigger bats in the meat of the lineup really sort of cooled off. But what we found this week is that the likes of Segura... Uh, Real Muto and even Cesar, who's remained pretty hot, and you mentioned Herrera as well to an extent. Those bats sort of picked up the slack for those guys that weren't quite as hot. So if that can happen, that that's what you need through the course of a 162-game season, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And you just again, you just feel that when the weather starts warming up, because it feels it, like I watched uh, the I'm watching the first game of the Brewers series and it still looks really cold over there it's been glorious here we've had a week of beautiful sunshine 20 degree I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit over for the Americans but it's been beautiful warm and if I want to turn on the telly every time and everyone's wrapped up in coats and hats and <laughs> I've been really warm this week Dave and my brother's actually just flown back from Australia he's been out there for 18 months um and he's got a jumper on and I, I, I'm, I'm out there with sun, suntan lotion, you know. It's oh, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually your summer right now. Especially living up the north. Exactly. Uh, the Brewers series, cold night, as we were just saying. Um, Phillies won 7-4. This was quite a crazy game. But Aaron Nola just lasting three innings, five hits, three earn runs against him, three, uh, three strikeouts, an ERA of 4.86 now. Now, there's a trend of Aaron Nola struggling on the cold nights. He struggled in April when every outing was very cold. It was again on that night. Um, it, can, can you see the, the resemblance? People are now comparing this to when it's cold, no doesn't perform. It's a tad concerning for the, uh, the playoffs if we get there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd have to, to be fair, I would have to go away and have a look at the correlation a bit more closely, but I'll trust people. I was people going to, that, I got laid yeah, sorry. No, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'd, I'd rather just be up front and say that I haven't checked that out and sort of try and um, go through it um, and on a whim. But what I will say um, is that in general, he seems to have perked up, and that, brew, that Brewers lineup is one of the best in baseball. Um, oh, so I'm, man, not, I'm not making an excuse for Aaron Nola there, but. You know, yes, it was a cold night, but also that is, that is a tough opponent, and we've seen that this week. Uh, we we really are like, it's just it, it's it's relentless. It it remind it's like the Phillies lineup when that gets clicking. There's no easy outs in that Brewers lineup. It's no. it's it's horrible. It's like relentless, and I, I I'm like that that win that to open the series was was actually crucial because there's a good chance we we could have been swept. If we hadn't got that win, we'll see what happens tonight. I'm being hopeful, but um, Cesar got a home run. As we're just saying, Herrera, two RBI double in that game. Cesar with two with two for three, two RBIs, a two RBI home run. Uh, and Real Muto also two for three. But Real Muto's defense and picking off runners and stealers is what's really starting to catch the headlines now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we, we mentioned it early on, didn't we? When I saw them live, I, I was like, "Whoa, that's something a bit different." We've heard that that's uh, that's fantastic. That it's really quick, um, fun to watch. It's fun to watch good defense, and then to know that that same guy that's doing that is also got a really decent bat in the offense. It, mm. it just makes you excited about the baseball player, doesn't it? Now, interestingly, Danny, uh, Danny, oh, sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Danny Colicchio. I know who you mean. I see him all the yeah, time on, on Facebook, Facebook on, on the UK, Phillies UK uh, 
Facebook page. Danny C. <laughs> Danny C. We'll call him Danny. We're going to go get Danny C. And apologies for the horrible pronunciation of your name earlier. But he posted a graphic on the page with uh, Real Muto has caught 18 runners stealing already, which is double more than the next second uh, second catcher, which is Yasmani Grandol. Uh, that is incredible. 18 caught already, double more than second place, which is Grandal. That man, I just think what we what we and no offense, disrespect to Alfaro, but what we had compared to what we have now. That trade's looking better and better already, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, they were saying we got the best catcher in baseball, and they weren't just talking about his offensive numbers. They were talking about the whole package, and he's a real deal. You know, if we win a a World Series, touch wood, with with this guy in the lineup, not not necessarily this year, but in the coming years, then that trade will um, go down as smelling of roses anyway. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, as I keep saying, win or bust, and then the night after, Jared Eikhoff. No, oh he was he was due one. He was due one, wasn't he? A, a bad outing, but four innings, five, uh, eight hits, five earned runs against him, two strikeouts. His ERA is now to two point six five, which is still respectable. Just the five hits that night, but Eikhoff will let him off. He's had a fantastic season up till this point. So, and you did last week. You called it again. The warning signs were there that. He may get found out at some point, and uh, the Brewers really took advantage of that. He's just—he's quite hittable at times, is all I'm saying. You know, he's not—he's not a dominant pitcher. He doesn't blow anything by anyone. He's got a lovely curveball, and we—and the changeup's been working well this season as well. So, you know, I'm not not dissing the guy, but when he's slightly off or when the location's slightly off, yeah, they can get to him. Um, so. Yeah, but we can't complain at what he's given to this rotation since he came back. So we'll just hope that that was a, a one-off. A one-off. And uh, Hayura made his debut in that game. And his first hit was was one which absolutely pounded off off Eikhoff. And I'm so glad he was okay after that. Uh, Grandal and Braun. Braun, he is a Phillies killer. Every time we play him, he just he hits us. He hits us horribly. He's one of those on the list of the Phillies killers. Um, yeah, it was, as I said, five hits. Oh. <laughs> I stayed up for the first two innings and oh, you just had that feeling at the start of the night it was going to be one of those nights. Uh, then last night, 5-2 again. Gio Gonzalez. Oh, I didn't think he would... I didn't think we'd be missing out too much and not picking him up, but he started the season strong and he looked decent last night, I've got to say. Um, however, Jake Arrieta... Uh-oh. Um... Not good. And I know the defence didn't help him again last night. Sean Rodriguez had a bit of a, a faux pas at third base, but uh, he was walking guys and getting them on base in the first place. And it, it just wasn't good last night from Jake. No, he's going to have to step it up. Um, yeah, we spoke about him briefly. Gio Gonzalez is an interesting one. His problem is almost the opposite of um, Jared Eikhoff's because he has control problems usually throughout his career, but he can strike guys out. So he's sort of a <laughs> an, an opposite of Eikhoff, really. It's, yes, I can blow the ball by you, and I do have the stuff, but I don't really keep it in the zone that much the longer the season goes on. Um, but he did well. Um, as far as Jake concerned, yeah, he's going to have to put his money where his mouth is. He, he, he's done a lot of talking in the media as old Jake. Going to have to back it up. I'll, I'll tell you what's gone quiet. is the bullpen concerns... How ironic. The bullpen has actually had a, got a lot better this week. And Great it's, week. It, it's the starters that let us down. Uh, Great in, game, week. in game one against the Brewers, uh, Austin Davis came in for an inning game way run, but that was it. All damage was done by uh, Nola's outing. In game two, bullpen again held firm. Eikhoff was out early. Austin Davis came in a lot better from Austin. Three innings, no runs given up. Uh, Edwin Garcia gave up a run, but that was it. And then last night, I don't think any runs was conceded by the bullpen, was it? Um, no, no runs by the bullpen. Alvarez, Nicosayo. Now, Nicosayo, a little guy I have a lot of criticism too. Now, I still don't think... I still think he's... Oh, do I think he's... Has my opinion changed with Nicosayo? Mm, I don't know. He's getting better, though. He's getting better. And so is Alvarez. Alvarez's ERA is slowly coming down as well. And Neris won, uh, won in last night and one strikeout. So, yeah, it's, so far it's been the rotation, which is now let us down. I just I can't help but feel when this all clicks, Ryan, we're going to be there, aren't we? We're going to be a, a hell of a team. 
Uh, hopefully. I mean, yeah, this week, both series, 19 innings pitched by the bullpen, only two earned runs given up. That is that is a really good week for the bullpen that's in general. So, that, that, yeah, that's, that's, and that deserves credit because people have slated this bullpen uh, for, for when it's gone wrong. So when it goes right, they deserve credit and they have improved. Credit to them. Uh, Zach Efron is about to go now against Davis. This on paper is a bit of a pitching duel, isn't it? Oh, this should um he's going up against Zach Davis, right? So Zach, Zach Davis Zach, Yeah. He's uh he's interesting. He doesn't really strike out many guys at all, at least historically. So he's quite hittable, but he's had a really good start to the season. Um we'll see. This is one where the Phillies should be targeting the win because Eflin's seemingly in great form. Let's hope that he can just carry on and give us another quality start. And if I've jinxed it, you can put the comments oh, in the box. <laughs> um, we said last week we would take, we'd happily take a split in this, in this series. And now I'm really hoping we take a split because it would take us into a tough week next week with a little bit of confidence as well. Um, I think we're both, you called, what did you say last week as a prediction for this week? Didn't you say, I think you've, if we win tonight, you would have called it correct. 3-2? I think you said 3-2 last week. Well, we had seven games, didn't we, Dave? Because we seven, had seven, seven games. Yeah, so I, mean, I think I had four, and, saying. I had four, and, four three, and three, and you had five and two, I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. Bit optimistic, so, wasn't it? Well, that's all right, Dave. We'll let you off. Uh, it's, um, hopefully we get the win tonight. But um, either way, what has actually happened, as I've said, is... We've done okay considering the fact that Hoskins and Harper have both been cold. Ideally, you ideally you want at least one of those bats to be warm. Um, so the rest of the offense has actually done quite a good job of making sure that, at the very least, we've won three games this week. Yep. And uh, interesting, Harper in the two-hole today. What do you think of that one? Segura down it- the three, Harper in the two-hole? Well, it's very interesting. Um, but, of course, what Harper does really well is get on base. So if you, I can see Gabe's probably thinking, let's put him in the two-hole because he's going to have more at-bats in the game and that's going to be more base runners for perhaps some warmer bats that make better contact to drive him in. Yeah, it made me laugh. Everyone's going, well, why is Sather up to fifth in the fifth spot in the, rota- in the lineup? That guy's hit as good as anybody. If you've got Harper on base, Segura is a base machine anyway. Then you got Hoskins and Hernandez. Hernandez is earned that fifth spot, in my opinion. Yeah, glorious. Um, let, let me address Harper, if you, if you don't mind, Dave. Um, on, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a few things on Harper this week. And the I, yeah, I was going to sort of avoid it because I'm not worried yet, but let, let's, let's cover it. Let's cover well, it. Let's address it. I'll do it nice and quickly. People are concerned mainly because he's hitting 220, Dave. Okay? Um, that's his batting average. Um now, he has seven home runs at this stage in the season. Anyone who has seven home runs, you can say, yeah, they've got some pop. We're not concerned about that. The power's clearly there. What Harper also has is 33 walks, which means that he actually has an on-base percentage of 368. Now, where do you think that that on-base percentage ranks amongst Phillies that have at least 99 at-bats this season? I'm going to say top. Interesting, no, second. Oh, um, so so he, he ranked second in on-base percentage behind only Reese Hoskins, um, mm-hmm. who's far and away the winner. Now, actually, well, the reason I've mentioned Harper there is that he is tied for second with, who do you think would be there? Michael Franco? No, no, Dave, interesting. See, perception is interesting. Um, Cesar Hernandez is the answer. No way! So the top three Phillies in on-base percentage are Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, and Cesar Hernandez. Now, the really interesting thing that I'm saying here is that two of the guys that have had most criticism on social media this season are Bryce Harper and Cesar Hernandez. Well, Gabe Kapler sat at home saying, well, I'm not worried whatsoever. They're in the top three on on-base. Yeah, and actually, Bryce Harper's racking up some runs, so getting on-base and people driving him in. Is, is still contributing. But it's weird that the most underrated skill in the game of baseball is getting on base. You know, pe- I think it's because people like home runs. People like hits. People like to see the ball flying off the bat. And I get that. You know, it's fun. But getting on base, it doesn't really matter how you do it. And but then we, we, we had this last year with Carlos Santana, didn't we? He actually got on base a hell of a lot and did contribute. But uh, he's still got so much criticism. 
they, they get criticism when the con when you're struggling for contact. Um, actually, Cesar's probably a bit better at hitting for contact than Bryce even. I've said this before. Bryce is not really a contact hitter in the same way that Gene Segura is. Santana's the same. Doesn't hit for good contact. But what these guys bring to a major league lineup is is so much more than uh, a few singles or a few doubles here or there. This this is a guy that is either going to walk or hit a home run. And those two skills are absolutely huge in the modern era. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't state how important a bat like that is in a major league lineup. Absolutely. And as, uh, well, ending the week, the feel is about to start now, but 24 and 18 as we talk. Uh, last 10 games are six and four. Still staying above 500, I'll take that. Run difference is plus 34, which is still the only team in the National League East with a positive run difference. Uh, 2.5 ahead of the Braves, 3.5 ahead of the Mets, 7 ahead of the Nationals. I can't get over that. I hate to see it. <laughs> um, right, let's have a look on the week ahead, shall we, Ryan? Let's do it, mate. Ryan, Christian Yelich has just home run. You've jinxed Zach Eflin. Early days, Dave. Early days. <laughs> I just turned around and Yelich has just smoked one off Eflin. Ugh. Christian right. Yelich, he, he's pretty good, isn't he? He's, he's all right. He's all, he's all right. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> uh, right, shortly we're going to get Mike from Cubs UK on to discuss that. Very interesting series coming up. Um, I feel a bit down now after seeing that. Oh, this is we shouldn't do podcasts while games are on because that's just really affecting me. Uh, Rockies, Rockies next. Now, Rockies is one of the, the minus points of uh, of April, so this will be a good series to get right. We've got Irvin versus Gray, we've got Nola versus uh, San, I can never say his name, Senzatella, and Ikoff versus Freeland. Three games against the Rockies to put right what happened out in Colorado. Uh, the Rockies are 20 and 22, so they've still a little bit inconsistent since you've played them. But uh, Ryan, how are you calling this series? Who are the pitchers to watch? And uh, who on the offense is the ones to watch? Um, okay, so um, pitching wise, yeah, we. I reckon that of those three, I always, always go back to the well with John Gray because even though he's quite hittable with the fastball, he... When he's on, he's he's fun to watch, and he, he can rack up the strike strikeouts. And um, yeah, the other two guys are, are guys that we should be getting after. Although we did say that um, in the last series and didn't quite happen. Um, offensively, they're probably more interesting offensively, at least to me with my fantasy head on, than they are for the pitching. Um, Trevor Story's actually hurt his knee, I believe, in the game last night. Ooh. Um, which is not good. Now, Dave, you've said ooh because you're, you're obviously all excited that they're missing one of their best bats, which they probably will be, and you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, however, caveat, they are calling up a prospect called Brendan Rodgers. No, that Brendan is not Rogers? the ex. That is Liverpool not the manager. Celtic <laughs> that is <manager>. not... <laughs> okay. oh, Leicester fans must feel... Oh, he's actually the Leicester manager. Le- you're just saying Leicester manager. <laughs> um, it's not him. If it was him, we'd be really in luck. <laughs> um, it's um, this guy's absolutely red hot this season. So in AAA Albuquerque, he's hitting 356. He's smashed nine home runs, and his OPS is over oh, a thousand. Ryan. Over a thousand. Now he's been a top top oh, prospect, okay? like like a really top prospect. But but let me give you some positivity, Dave. Right. One strike on him has been that he strikes out a little bit too much. And perhaps he sort of started to turn a corner with that early this season, but it's quite a small sample size. But, you know, it's his debut in the majors. He'll probably start a few games this week. It'll be interesting. Just watch out for him because he is a talent. All right. Is this guy worth picking up in free agency in my fancy baseball? Oh, if, if he's playing, he's, if you're struggling in the middle infield... Yeah, he's worth it. (laughs) Well, I'm going to get him anyway. I'm going to get him in on your recommendation. But I'm not going to get him until... I'm not going to release this podcast until I've got him. (laughs) You never know who's listening. Um, How would you call this series then? We're at home. We're not in cause, thankfully. That was just stuff and nightmares in April. Uh, Three games. Oh, by the way, guys, two of them... I've got to say, we're entering a stage now where... We've got 
least three early games a week. Yes, not one, but two, but three. We've got the one on now. Uh, we've got Colorado's on at nine o'clock on Saturday. Then, of course, the six o'clock game on the Sunday. And then the Cubs game is also early on a Thursday and then also early on Saturday and Sunday. So we've got a nice little run of early games to get our Phillies fix on, which is great news. Um, but yeah, back to the question, Ryan. How are you calling this Rockies series? Um, I think it's going to be difficult. Um, Charlie Blackman's pretty hot at the minute as well. He's on a tear, so that that's another one to watch out for. Um, yeah, we need the we need the offense to heat up. And when I, when I say offense, we need Hoskins or Harper to heat up. I'm going to say that they probably will, and we can win this series. I think I, I don't see a sweep either way, so I, I'll say two one. Two one. Yeah, I'm going to go two one as well. The Rockies are, are five and five in the last ten. So, yeah, they are pretty inconsistent. Uh, minus five differential. Um, yeah, I think the pitching will let them down more than anything else on that side of things. Yeah, I'm going to go two and one. I'll take two and one. Good to keep these series wins rocking. The rest of them, they've got a horrible run of games in May now. Uh, and in fact, actually, into early June with the Padres and Dodgers. So, if we can stay on that 500 mark throughout this little period, then I'm going to be really happy. So, I would happily take a two one win there. And on to the Cubs series. So let's get Mike from the UK Cubs on. Here we go. Right. So finally, I am joined by Mike Ivory, who is at UK Cubs Guy. Mike, after all this time of talking on social media and on WhatsApp, it's finally great to, to put a voice to your, to your tag. No, it's, it's great, Dave. And thanks for having me. Like you said, we've been speaking back and forth for probably got good good year, good year and a half now. So it's actually finally good to, to speak to you. Absolutely, buddy, and uh, hopefully I'll uh, see you at the London series as well and put a put a face to the voice. Yes, yeah, no, of course. I'm, I'm down for both games, so I'll be uh, I'll be buddy frequenting Passyunk and Belushi's while I'm down there. Yes, good little shout out for Passyunk Avenue. Yeah, I'll join you for a cheesesteak. Absolutely, Ryan, are you down for that as well? Actually, yeah, I'm down for the uh, Sunday game. I'll be watching the Sunday game. Excellent, mate. Yep. Cheese cheesesteaks at Passy beforehand. Oh, absolutely. Yes. 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 Right. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. The Cubs. So the Cubs yep. have predicted at the start of the season not to do too well, to even struggle. You started the season pretty slow, but since then, you guys have taken the ball by the horns. You guys are on fire. Yeah, no, no. We, we, we've really picked it back up. Um, we have predicted to hit 500 pretty much, and that's probably the best prediction, which if we were in the AL Central, we'd probably be pushing for top spot. But unfortunately, because it's the it's the National League, um, yeah, th- that was predicted to come bottom of, of the uh, of the NL Central. We did start really badly. Um, we started with a, a one to six record. Uh, obviously, it's, it's a long, long season. Yeah. Um, and now, now, now we're 25, 14. So we've gone 24 and eight. Um, that, that, that's our record. Um, we had a, a seven-game win streak, um, which was broken last week um, by none other than the Miami Marlins. Um, <laughs> of all teams, <laughs> of all teams, we gave up three runs in the um, in the ninth. I think it wasn't last. Um, so that's where we've still got a slight issue um, recruiting-wise. Uh, in in the winter, we had to fill even though we didn't predict it happening, we had to fill a fifth rotation piece mm-hmm. because of the poor, poor season that Tyler Chatwood had. We ended mm, up moving yeah. him to the bullpen. So we, we got Hamels from, from the Rangers um, midway through last year. And, and the guy was, he, he, threw, he threw so well. And we decided to, to take him up on, on the deal. Um, so he cost us 20 million for the year. So we've now, the, the, I suppose the, the pocket of money that we had that we could have maybe spent elsewhere. We've now had to go to another picture because Chatwood has now moved to the pen. Um, and yep. $12 million is, a, is an expensive Oof. pen piece. Uh, so we've signed a couple of other players, um, Brad Brack, um, Descalso as well. So a couple of little bit players. But I think the issue that Theo Epstein and the Ricketts have is that they are looking at our squad, which is still relatively quite young in areas. Players that haven't fully done the RBOs yet and, and are not going to get paid the big sums. For example, Javi Baez is on $5 million a year. Um, yeah, no wow. doubt when he comes to getting paid, he'll he'll be four or five times that. 
Wilson Contreras, who's hit 11 home runs for us this season, is on 700k. So again, that's going to be another 10 times probably what he's on already. So I think we're going to have to be looking a couple of years into the future and thinking, okay, David Boat is only on 500 grand. In a couple of years, he will be on 8 mil probably. You know, so it's we've got a lot of young, young, very, very good players at the moment who are literally just waiting to get to get paid. So recruitment was 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 always going to be tough um, this mm. year, but no, yeah, we we're doing as as well as we could. I think it's five straight series we've won. Um, lost to the Reds yesterday, which was annoying. Considering yeah, I just saw five. that. Just seen that. Yeah, you, I'm sure you've probably seen. Pig's bat flip as well. Yes, um, yeah, I caught that this morning. <laughs> um, so no, it's 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 going there. I mean, our pitching, um, our rotation's always been quite strong. Without you know, you Darvish still hasn't found you Darvish of old, and I'm not entirely sure if he's going to find it again. I, I I like to think so. That's um, so very at her though, mate. In fact, do you want yeah. it back? In fact, we'll, we'll swap him for Hamels. <laughs> no, you're, you're. I've just seen he's gone. Um, he's gone four and four this year. You know, he's he's struggling a bit. Yeah, we we just we just uh, covered Ariat before you came on, and um, yeah, there's some red flags really popping up now, isn't there, Ryan, with with Arietta. Yeah, a bit bit too much hard contact these days, and uh, not getting the strikeouts. Um, yeah, the, I'll say this: that really the surprise to me so far has been this um, Cubs rotation because. As much as you'd expect sort of Kyle Hendricks to c- carry on plodding along and with his great control that he has, to, to get this much now out of Quintana, Hamels and Leicester, obviously you Darvish is struggling a little bit, but those other yeah. three guys, you know, especially John Leicester has really come to the fore and it looks like they've got a pretty, they're overachieving and that's really nice to see. Yeah, and look, I'm glad you mentioned John Leicester. Um, at the moment, I think he's through seven, seven or eight games. Can't think, remember off the top of my head. Um, and he's posting a one sixteen ERA. Oof, it's so great. They're sort of like true. old, yeah. They're they're older guys. Some of them that it's yeah. easy, especially in the fantasy community. It's easy to sort of look at the age of a player, especially a pitcher who's thrown a lot of career innings, and sort of say, well, no, nah, there's no way that they can do it again. But then to see Cole Hamill's sort of this is a guy that's got the stuff and he's got the know-how. You know, he's a Philly favourite. I love Cole. And yeah, absolutely. He, he pitches yeah. with such intelligence. And when the change-up is that effective, you know, we saw late in the career of a guy like Jamie Moyer at Philly that you don't have to be a flamethrower to be effective in no. the major leagues. If you've got a brain, then you can carry on for a long time. Well, look at, um, look at Cole Hendricks uh, last week. He, he did a complete game. Um, and I think his his fastest pitch was eighty eight point eight mile an hour. Was was this a game that he literally did it a complete game in like eighty pitches? Eighty <laughs> two pitches, I think. What is that? About? Like that. How is that possible? Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> he, just, he just initiates that soft contact. Well, he, he's not a, a strikeout pitcher, and I've I've got him in one of my fantasy leagues, and he, he doesn't rack up some of the points that someone like a, a Darvish could potentially because he doesn't hang the strike zone for the Ks. He just likes to initiate that soft contact into, you know, second base or, or the shortstop and get the run out at first. Why throw three pitches to strike someone out when you can get them out in one, eh? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, do you guys, uh, you guys are plus 55 run differential. That is hot. And, and uh, Mike, I've got better news for you. The Phillies yep. have just tied it with the Brewers 1-1. Gene Segura, second home run in two days. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, uh, he's got a nice average as well at the moment, he's Segura. Gene Segura has been magic for us this year. He really has. And his, his bat's coming alive. He's a bit of pop in him now. I think it's his no, third home run this, this week. Or in the last wow. week. So, yeah, Gene Segura is... Uh, yeah, he's, him and JT have been fantastic additions. Go on, Ryan, what are you going to say there? Yeah, I'm just going to ask Mike a quick question, mate. Um, Mike, how how are we feeling about the reintroduction of Mr. Addison Russell? I hear that there were some boos at Wrigley this week. Yeah, it's it's going to be a difficult one. Um, I think from looking at social media, I think it's almost split the fan base, almost fifty fifty. Um, for example, in in a weird way, Addison Russell hit um hit a home run uh yesterday to take the lead against the Reds two one hit a two run home run, and the the Cubs Twitter page didn't even name him, they just mm. they just posted the video and said 
we've hit a two-run home run in the second, two-one clubs. Um, I yeah. personally, after what's come out, and I, I don't like that he's on our team. Um, it's the old saying, certainly as well with, with football. You know, you support the team on the front, not the name on the back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. as far as booing him when when he comes on, I, I can understand why people do it. Um, like like I said, I I don't like that he's still a Chicago Cub. Uh, but it seems the management and Joe Madden have made their decision. Um, and he will be he will be a Cub for for I don't know the, the foreseeable future. Uh, so it's 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 a tough one. It really is. Um, yeah. so I don't I don't agree with it, but it, it unfortunately is what it is. Yeah, it's hard for us as sports fans, isn't it? Because we, we we so just want to watch the sport, and I think a lot of us don't. You know, these are important issues, of course, in life, but we're not politicians. So that is it, and we're not. I don't mean that we don't have an opinion on these things, but as fans, we really we're watching sports to to almost escape some of these real life sort yeah, of um, these horrible situations and things that it's hard when it sort of gets involved with the sport. And um, you know, sorry, sorry to ask the question. I just thought it was quite an interesting no, uh, uh, subplot. No, you know, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. Um... Yeah, and it's it's like with with uh, with Chapman, you know, the same issues. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's a it's a, it's a difficult time, like you said. We almost watch it to escape reality. Exactly, um, <laughs> that's true. We do for sport, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Now the Cubs, I've got a series against the. We got the Reds tonight, then the Nationals, and then us. We've got four game stretch. Yeah, uh, next with week. A, with an early. I thought Wrigley's meant to have more day games than night games, but we've only got one day game, which is that, that, yeah, it's a bit dis- disappointing. But then after yourself, we've got a weekend series against. Oh, and might be might be the might be the Reds again. You've we've got, got the Reds to... again, yeah, because yeah. we've got we've got the Brewers again. Yeah, oh, you do us a favour there, Dave. Brewers, Cubs, <laughs> Brewers, Rockies, Cubs, Brewers. That is wow. relentless. Four so, games so... at Wrigley. How how are you calling this? How do you see this one going? Because it's going to be a really really interesting series. Will be it will be a good series. Um, we are um fifteen and six at home this year, so our home record is is pretty phenomenal. Mm. Um, now it all depends what I know. It, it, it's a cliche, you know. It all depends what teams turn up, but it it really does. Um, if we if you've got a pitching matchup where Darvish is pitching, then I would expect to that we'd have to score a lot of runs to get anything out of that game, because Darvish just does seem to give up a lot um, of runs. I I can see it being two two. Two I mean, two. Think... Uh, we would take that now, we run. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's interesting because I think we are lined up against Darvish and then the three lefties, Quintana, Leicester and Hamels. It's interesting because the Phillies lineup is pretty stacked with right-handed bats. There's only Bryce and um, O'Double that hit lefty all the time because obviously Cesar switches he can he can hit righty if he so pleases so in theory the Phillies should be quite happy that they're facing three lefties but it does happen to be three pretty hot lefties right now so an interesting series (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm not I'm not looking forward I've never thought when I've seen your rotation at the start of the uh, uh, what sub-season something that I'd be concerned about Elfin and Ekoff rather than Nola and Avieta. It's it's a mad game. Yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, that our tail end of our rotation is actually proving to be that where our strong point is at the moment. And Arietta and Nola are both struggling. Yeah. Brian, are Arietta and Hamels due to meet? I would love an Arietta versus Hamels matchup. Actually, all I've got in front of me is the, is the Cubbies uh, sort of lineup. Wrote. I don't know who who's facing who. Um, no, that'll be, that'll be either way though. It's going to be um, a really good series. I love Wrigley Field. I've been I've been myself, and it's such a fantastic uh, day out and sitting those bleachers. I I saw actually. Um, you remember Carlos Zambrano? He. Um, Carlos Zambrano hit a home run in a game that I was at, sat in the bleachers there. So that that was really, really... He was quite a good hitter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, That's brilliant. Mike, before we, before we let you go, buddy, now, you're from uh, Birmingham, aren't you, Mike? I am, yes. So those who don't know or any Americans that know where Birmingham is, it's a slap bang in the middle 
uh, of in the Midlands, smack bang in the middle of the country. Um, yeah. As you can probably tell by the accent. Now, <laughs> we'll just uh, talk about the Caps Off programme and the football comparisons they were doing. And you're a Birmingham City fan, aren't you, in, in soccer, in football? Yes. Yes, I now, am. Who did, uh, now, who did the Cubs get paired with, Ryan? Um, the Cubbies were compared with... No, sorry, Mike. Sorry, I didn't want to ask Ryan. Sorry, <laughs> Mike. Mike, who were, the, who were the Cubs paired with? Um, regrettably, um, we were paired with Aston Villa. Aston Villa are also a Birmingham club, aren't they? Yeah, but they're, they're um, our, our main rivals. There There's no loss there. Arch rivals. So it must hurt when you found out the Cubbies were paired... Like us with Millwall, disgustingly, the, the Cubs are paired <laughs> with Aston Villa. Now, who was your beloved Birmingham City paired with, Mike? <sighs> this, is a, this is a double play, this is. Um, so, yeah, Birmingham City were paired with the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, so caps off boys must have had their tongues in their cheeks when they did that one, because that's, that's funny. I like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, so, yeah. brilliant to have you on, buddy. Um, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you in the London series. And thank you for the fantasy baseball win last week, mate. I appreciate that yeah. one. <laughs> and you wouldn't be long until you got that in as well. <laughs> I know, I had to, I had to. It's like fantasy baseball, get it in. I be, I know, half fans, your team is on the IL. In all fairness, when when you first pitching pick Severino and he's just sitting on IL, and I'm just keeping the faith that he's gonna one day magically just. Oh, we sorry, don't man. want the injury excuses. Get on that wave wire <laughs> and get it sorted. <laughs> no, thanks, uh, thanks for, um, for having us, guys. And Dave, Mike, if I don't speak to you before, mate, all the best in a couple of weeks. You may be uh, a great woman. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you very much. Mike, thank yeah. you. Uh, if you want to catch him on Twitter again, it's at UK Cubs Guy. At UK Cubs Guy. Mike, all the best. See you later, buddy. Thanks, guys. See you later. Ta-da. See you, mate. Yeah. It was fantastic. Great to have another guest on, and uh, we'll catch up with Mike during the season. Um, yeah, interesting series. He's calling. Uh, he's calling two and two, which I'll take rather than about you. But that that sounds good to me at Wrigley Field. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Um, Dave, I'm actually going to change my predictions here. What what I'm going to say is that I think that the Rockies might sneak a series victory against us. I want to get realistic. One and two. But then what I'm going to call is that I think the Cubs are going to... We're going to beat the Cubs 3-1. Ryan, what's this? Yeah, so I, I'm going to say that we, we will wind up going four and three, but in a sort of unconventional manner. I just feel this sort of thing happening. That's what I'm calling. Ryan, I love it. I love it. By the way, the Phillies have got men on second and third. Another, uh, an error from the Brewers. Looks like Guys, do you wrong. know how difficult it is to what to record a podcast while Dave's watching the game? <laughs> okay, now, come on, I, give I me just, something. I just did it. Right, Ryan. <laughs> watch. Prospect watch. We've wrote tricks. Let's do it. Prospect watch. Point of order. We now know what's wrong with Spencer Howard. Unfortunately, he has shoulder soreness, Dave. Now, shoulder soreness is one of these words that they use. And when you first hear it, you think, oh, what's wrong with a bit of soreness? I feel sore when I get out of bed in the morning, Dave. I don't know about you. And, you know, you shrug it off. But usually these pitchers don't shrug it off in the same way that I do at 5 a.m. So, um, yeah, we, we have to watch that and hope against hope that it doesn't evolve into something a lot more serious than just a bit of soreness. Now, what's um, yeah, he's a real talent. But let's move on. This week, I'm going to focus on a young shortstop that is um, down in high A, Clearwater. Scott Kingery. And... <laughs> no, not Scott Kingery. <laughs> um, now, this is a young lad called Nick Maton. Now, Nick Maton was a seventh-round selection in 2017, 22 years old. And I'm picking him up because I'm really, really hot start to the season. He's, um, he's hitting 316, three home runs, six stolen bases. That's showing a little bit, little bit of pop, a little bit of speed. The OPS is up at 847, which is helped most, in, most importantly, Dave. All of that's fun. We see the power. We see the speed. We're not too bothered about the batting average. Most importantly, how many walks is he taking and how many times he's struck out? He's walked 15 times. He has only struck out 21 times. When those numbers are close, really close like that, you're looking at something and saying, that's really interesting. This is a guy who's showing good patience at the plate, nice approach, got a bit of power, got a bit of speed. 
We're keeping our eye on Nick Maton. He may be in double A sooner rather than later. Good. Yeah, I saw that um, one of the guys you picked here on in the week or a couple of weeks ago was Alex Bone. Alex Boone. Oh, he's on fire. Mate, every time I watch the day games, they go through the minor league reports. He's always home running. Alec Bomb is on fire, and that's really good to see because he was struggling a bit in his debut last season. So, yeah, he's on fire. Um, I'm going to mention one more guy, Dave, before we move on from Prospect Watch. This is a little bit of a curveball for you and a a, a name that I didn't expect to be bringing up. Now, um, his name is Raphael Marchand. Now, he's a catcher down at Low A Lakewood. So, you know, he's only 20 years old, very young guy. I believe he was signed as an international prospect because um, there's no draft record, which suggests... Where's he from? Think, Is he French? He's, he's, I believe he's Venezuelan, actually, uh, Dave. Um, you know, so I did write that down in what? case you asked me. That was miles off. <laughs> now, Raphael Marchand is um, hitting 310. He hasn't hit a home run yet. Only stolen one base. But the most interesting thing is that he's warped seven times and only struck out six times. Now, obviously, this is a very small sample size. But what Raphael Marchand has shown us, the reason that I get interested in a guy like this, is because throughout his whole career, he's had 509 at-bats in rookie ball and low A and now at Lakewood. Um, he has walked 38 times and struck out only 46 times. So again, even though we're not seeing a lot of power, in fact, we're not seeing really any power right now, um, what we are seeing is a really good plate approach. And this is the sort of thing that sometimes these young guys, Dave, the power comes, you know, it doesn't, maybe not until they get to double A or even triple A. And the other thing, he's a catcher. So if he's going to be a catcher, he doesn't need elite power anyway. Not all these catchers need to come up hitting 30 home runs or whatever. So I have to say, unfortunately, Raphael Marchand is on the seven-day IL. So that's the the bad news. Um, Hopefully nothing too serious again, but watch out for Raphael Marchand. Brilliant, Ryan. I love it. I love it. Um, Right, player of the week and uh, your thoughts and opinions. Uh, Twitter has Zach Eflin as player of the week. 33% of votes just ahead of Gene Segura uh, with 27. Then Cole Irvin had 21% and Real Muta 19. So quite actually evenly spread. Uh, Segura just hit a bomb as well. So, uh, and Zach Eflin, I think, is into his groove. Oh, no, hang on. What are we watching? Oh, is this a, oh, is this a home run? Have I just missed a home run? Oh, no. See? It's a... Oh, it's a brilliant... Oh, no, it's not. It's a, it's a base hit. Is Zach Eflin going okay in uh, 2.1 innings? Welcome to the UK Phillies podcast, where basically you get to listen to Dave watching a game. Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, <laughs> guys, I'm going like, to carry on with this player of the week. Sorry, your thoughts and opinions. Um, <laughs> Sam DS says, Ariata has always been a worry. He's so inconsistent. Jeffrey Branch says, my vote was for Cole Irvin. He shined in his debut. As for Ariata, his ERA has been over six since he called out the team last month. While the defense behind him has had brain farts like last night, his having walked four batters didn't help. Yeah, Ariata, ERA a plus six since calling him out. Doesn't look good in him, does it? No, no, he needs to stop talking and start walking. Oh, like it. Not walking batters. No, though. not walking batters. <laughs> He's already doing that. He's doing that pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> Matty One Iron says uh, Cole Irvin, big debut when Phillies have needed it. Hope he pitches well again this weekend. And they add Vince to the pen to fortify the back end of the game. Can you see that happening when Vince comes off the IL? He's yeah, just, the just depends what's wrong with him, really, doesn't it? I mean, we're not really sure at the minute. Yeah, yeah, I can see it for sure. At Brett five three five five says definitely. I'll get this. Definitely led Zeflin. Oh, like it. Wow. That's brilliant, yeah. Hopefully he keeps that up and the Phillies' offence wakes up as as we head into today's matinees game at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, Have not been a fan of Ariata from his comments early last season on about his teammates and the coaching. He has some good outings, but not enough. Yeah, it looks like uh, Patience is wearing a bit of film with Ariata across the board. Carlo uh, Polidori says, that's Eflin without any doubt, player of the week. Can't wait to watch him again tonight. 
Mm, there's no outs. There's a guy on third and first. I'm not going to watch it. Could get ugly again. <laughs> Alistair Higgins says, it's Cole Irvin for me. What a performance on debut. Seven innings of one run ball. Doesn't get much better. Looking forward to seeing him again. Hope we can tie up the series tonight, but feel like we are all waiting for Harper to get hot. He will, won't he? Brian, um, that's what he's put. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he will. I mean, he, he, there's no problem anyway with what he's done so far. So, um, Dave, can I just ask you, who's, who's your player of the week, mate? Who did you vote for? Uh, Cole Irvin. What a yeah. debut. To come up to, just to come up like that and, and that performance. And he looked so nervous before the game. He looked so nervous before the game. Um, it was just a brilliant outing. You couldn't ask for any more. And I've seen pictures come up to the majors of other teams and on their debuts and they get blown to bits and or they've gone okay but haven't been nothing special but I think that was that was a really special outing from Irvin so nice, uh, nice. yeah Irvin but uh, JT is they're all worthy of it actually Eflin, JT, Segura they've all had a fantastic yeah, week my vote's for Segura actually the, the reason the reason is that um yeah, like I said, that a lot of the rest of the offense really wasn't hot, and so his his little hot streak, which seems to have continued into today's game, is is really picking some of these guys up. It, yeah, it really is. Uh, Deep Freeze says Arietta's been a worry from the get go. Looks very hittable. What scared me this week was the beating of uh, the beating Ikoff took, uh, and also no struggles continued. But like we said, Ikoff, uh, let's give it let's give it time with Jared Ikoff. Yeah, it's got. It's, these outings are going to happen. It's not. No pitcher in the majors is going to pitch quality start after quality start after quality start. It's not going to happen. Um, but you know, I like Eikhoff and I like this improved change of the third pitch and the curveball's tasty. Come on, we'll back this guy. Absolutely. Uh, on Facebook, um, JT Real Muto got Player of the Week uh, by quite a way as well. Uh, nice. More than Eflin, then Segura. Um, Defense is sexy, baby. And then Irvin didn't even get one vote. What's going on, Facebook guys? Probably because you put Irvine, which maybe no, people think it's. I think it's Jackson Irvine from Hall City. Oh, I did. <laughs> people are like, why would I vote for a Hall City player? <laughs> oh, Ryan. <laughs> I'm only joking, mate. Are you? I think they know who you meant. I'm just messing around. Uh, RBI single for the Brewers, 2 1. Uh, Daniel Churchill. A nice weekly contribution says you could say it's been a great escape week for the Phillies having come back to win a series against the Cardinals and the Royals um, uh, great to beat a team against the Royals now the big test for the Phillies is the Brewers are giving us a right brewing at the moment very good Daniel very good they're a tough team to beat hopefully we can square the series the Rockies is another tough one for us this is followed up by the Cubs then the Brewers again then the Cardinals not easy games if we can get good results, performance, and injury-free out of these these games, I'll be very happy. Yeah, amen to that. That's, that's pretty much spot on. Again, if we can save 500 during during this period of time, I'll be happy. But it's it's going to be tough, isn't it? Really tough. But this is what we want. You know, we you want the tough games, and you want to be one of the teams that people are trying to beat. That's you know, we're in the mix. We've had a good start. See how it goes. See how it goes. Ryan, any other final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm, I'm really, let's hope we can split this series. And, you know, I just want to say, even if we don't, um, we've won three of seven this season, this year, this week. So, um, yeah, that, that's not terrible. And we'll hope for even better things next week. And also, Ryan, I just uh, remembered you're, um, you're out at Cena Philly soon, aren't you, with a few other Brits? Really sneak, yeah. It's really sneaking up on me, mate. I think it's actually two weeks tomorrow that I fly. So, um, you're flying out. So, what are you doing when you're out there, Ryan? Um, so heading straight to LA, we'll be watching the the last two games of the Dodgers series, um, and then we're going to head straight down to San Diego and watch the Phillies in San Diego, which will be really really fun. Um, I love Petco Park, man. Yeah, but, one of my favourite ballparks. Yeah, that's it. We're going to catch the whole series. That's five games um, for uh, Phillies games. I'm actually going to head back up to Anaheim, hit Disney, watch a game at Angel Stadium, and then head over to San Francisco and do all the touristy stuff there and catch a game there. So this is going to be one one hell of a vacation. <laughs> and we've got uh, Dave Lewis out there as well, the UK Philly fan, and Jonathan Young, I think, is is Jonathan Young out for that series as well? Do I remember that's right. That's right. I think um, we're hoping to all sort of uh, meet up and have a, a beer and see how it goes and Hold enjoy on, ourselves. Boys. Hang on. After that, 
Padres series, the Phillies play the Reds next, don't they, at home? Which, which I'm out for. So why don't you all come fly over? We can all have a beer. Do you think I have a better job than than that went on, or what? Have I made you think that I've got more money than I actually have? I would love to. I would love to, but I'm already being ambitious. Say Anaheim, come up to Philly. Then we can do a live podcast or something. This is it's an interesting thought. You you can pass it by the missus. It's all right, Ryan. You stay in Anaheim. Don't worry. Fine. It was an idea. That's interesting. Guys, so, can so, I just say that we, at some point that we're going to have to end this because the Brewers are winning. What I want to say is that Dave looks physically and visibly perturbed. He, like, he's wow. a true Phillies fan. He looks absolutely <sighs> down and out. It's it's 2-1. They have runners on. To be fair, Eflin may get out this jam, and if he does, he's doing well because he's in the meat of the order. They've got man on second and third. Grandal's at bat. So I'm going to guess that probably Yelich has got that RBI. Let's ring the bell, Dave. Come on. Let's ring the bell. Yeah, look, we're going to come back with the series and we're going to ring the bell. Have a good week, Ryan. Have a good week, guys. Nice to see you. Ring the bell. <laughs>